Almighty God, King of kings and Lord of lords, you are the God who is able. By the power of your Holy Spirit, you make us able to stand, able to believe, able to comprehend, able to pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, this passage of Ephesians is it's just far too lofty for my mind to fully comprehend. It is far too deep for my soul to fully grasp. So right now I ask you, God, that you would cleanse this sinner from the filth of all my sin, that you would fill me with all your fullness so that your words pour forth like a flood and speak deeply to each one listening to this, my humble offering to you. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Translate my words into your message for your people. This I ask in the powerful name of the Christ who loves even me. Amen. Have you ever witnessed the explosive power of dynamite? In 1867, Swedish engineer and chemist Alfred Nobel invented and patented an explosive called dynamite. His invention rapidly gained wide-scale use because it was more powerful than its alternative of the day, which was gunpowder. Because it is so powerful, dynamite is still used today for mining, quarrying stone, and demolition. Nobel's name for his invention comes from the Greek word dunamis, which means power. It is the root word of the English words dynamite, dynamo, or dynamic. This word is used 120 times in the New Testament to refer to the strength, power, and ability of the Holy Spirit. In Mark chapter, uh, chapter 9, verse 1, Jesus revealed his glory at his transfiguration. Then he said, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. He uses the word dunamis to refer to this power. Dunamis is also used to refer to miraculous power or the marvelous work of God. According to the Greek dictionary, it may also be used to refer to moral power and excellence of soul. But the most important use of the word dunamis is to refer to an inherent power or power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. Jesus uses it in this context in Matthew 24, 30, when he speaks of his second coming, saying, Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Jesus is saying that he has this inherent power, Dynamic power lives in him. Dunamis is part of his very nature. And hang on to your socks, ladies. This power, dunamis 
power, dynamic power lives in you if you are a believer. When you trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, God the Holy Spirit came to live in you. You are now in Christ. God lives in you with all his inherent power, his dunamis, his dynamite. Dynamite is God's love gift to his people. Therefore, Christians do not, cannot, and must not live life in their own power. John 15, 5 says that apart from Jesus Christ, we can do nothing. Those are Jesus' words, not mine. However, Christians who live in God's power are spiritual dynamos. We need to know that. Paul knew this by experience. He was definitely a spiritual dynamo. His ministry is marked by his complete reliance on the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. And in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, he teaches us that the love of Christ detonates Holy Spirit power in believers. This is what we'll examine in our three divisions this morning. Powerful posture, powerful petitions, and powerful praise. So our first division is powerful posture, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 15. It reads, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Now verse 14 begins with a phrase that links us back to previous verses in Ephesians. For this reason, Paul says. You see, when he began to pray back in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1, he says the same thing. For this reason, and then I think he stopped and he started thinking about that reason because then he goes off on a rabbit trail stopping to tell us about the reason. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 2 through 13 is a magnificent rabbit trail about the mystery once hidden now revealed. That mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. God gave Paul the privilege of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles. He proclaimed the good news of the incomprehensible riches of Christ to them. He made it clear that God unites both Jew and Gentile into one body, the church. This was and is God's eternal purpose carried out in Jesus Christ. Paul was bowled over by the stunning fact that he, a Jewish man through and through, was called to preach to the Gentiles the mind-blowing truth that they were joint heirs with the Jews. Then in verse 12, Paul declares that because of Christ and faith in him, believers can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So this is exactly what Paul does. He bows before the Father to pray. Now it is unique and striking 
that Paul bows in prayer. Traditionally, a Jewish man stood to pray. We still see this today. If you ever go to Jerusalem at the Wailing Wall, the Jewish men are standing to pray. But as Paul recalls what the love of God has done, awestruck wonder causes his knees to buckle. Utterly humbled, he kneels before the Father in prayer. Bowing is Paul's prayer posture, and it is a powerful posture. It is only as we truly humble ourselves before God, admitting our weakness and complete lack of anything good in and of ourselves, and our total reliance on the love and grace of Jesus Christ, that we are filled with the power of God. Author Ken Boas says that because God is the initiator of a loving relationship with us, our high and holy calling is to respond to his offer. Well, we respond to God's initiating love by bowing before him. As we do, the love of Christ detonates Holy Spirit power in us. Paul knew this was the source of his power. He wanted everyone to know this, to live this. He wants all of us to be spiritual dynamos. It is why he prays with such faithfulness and fervor. It is why he takes his request to the Father. In the end of verse 14, where we read that Paul bowed his knees before the Father. But verse 15 continues and says, From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Now, when Paul says that God is the father of every family in heaven and on earth, he is not referring to all families. He's referring to believers. They are all God's children, and he is their father in heaven. Believers are members of God's family. The families in heaven are known as the church triumphant. Don't you love that? When they get to heaven, they are the church triumphant. The families on earth are known as the church militant. You and I, we are still on this earth. We are part of the church militant, entrusted with the truth of the gospel and filled with Holy Spirit power to take that truth to the world. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, in what is known as the Great Commission, Jesus gives the church militant her marching orders. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end. Of the age. The key phrase here is, I am with you always. Jesus is with us. He is in us. He is for us always. He loves us with a love so great that he died in our place to save us from sin and death. He loves us with a love so great he fills us with himself. And his presence is inherently powerful. 
filled with his presence, the love of Christ detonates Holy Spirit power in us. Believer, you have all the power you need to live in such a way that you will one day join the other spiritual dynamos in the church triumphant. How do you get this power? Like Paul, humble yourself before the Father in prayer. That brings us to our first truth. Holy Spirit power fills those who humble themselves before the Father in prayer. What is your prayer posture? How often do you humble yourself to bow before the Father? And what do you need to remove from your life so that you can do so more regularly? Now, Scripture does not specify the physical posture for prayer. However, it does teach us to pray with humility, in full surrender to God and to His sovereign will. This is the spiritual posture for prayer, a bowing of the heart and soul before the Father. Our humility and full surrender in prayer carries over into how we live and how we serve the living God. Much time must be spent before the Father in prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit power necessary to live to the praise of his glory. Now, it's important to make a a distinction here. While the Holy Spirit indwells every believer the moment they receive Christ, this indwelling is different than being filled with the Holy Spirit. This distinction has been described by saying believers have all of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit may not have all of them. In other words, indwelt believers are only filled with Holy Spirit power as they submit to him. Holy Spirit power fills those who humble themselves before the Father in prayer. The Holy Spirit also guides and directs our petitions in prayer so that we pray according to God's will. This is the key to powerful petitions. And Paul makes petitions more powerful than dynamite in our next division. So powerful petitions is our second division, Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. So we know Paul is bowing before the Father on behalf of believers so that, and then we pick up in verses 16 through 19, so that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. John Stott said that this prayer of Paul's 
is like a staircase by which he climbs higher and higher in his ambition for his readers. His prayer staircase has four steps whose key words are strength, love, knowledge, and fullness. So we're going to look at Paul's powerful petitions by ascending this staircase one step at a time. And as we do, watch for how the love of Christ detonates Holy Spirit power in believers. So in verse 16, the key word is strength. The New Living Translation says that Paul prays that out of God's glorious unlimited resources, he will empower us with inner strength through his spirit. The Amplified Version says, May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through the Holy Spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and personality. This means that the Holy Spirit strengthens and energizes us spiritually by empowering us with his dunamis, his dynamite power. He draws on his glorious and unlimited resources to do so. Paul's powerful petition is for us to be powerful people, spiritual dynamos filled with Holy Spirit dynamite. In verse 17, the key word is love. Paul prays that we will be rooted and grounded in love. And not just any love, the love of Christ. The New Living Translation says that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. This means that as we abide in Christ and he in us, we will grow strong with the strength that is rooted in God's love for us. In other words, the love of Christ is what detonates Holy Spirit power in us. In verses 18 through the first part of verse 19, the key word is know, understand, or comprehend. The New Living Translation says, May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. The Amplified Version of the first part of verse 19, helps us more fully grasp what Paul is saying. It says that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. So Paul is praying for us to personally experience the greatness of God's love for us. We need this experience, our flesh, the world, and the devil all conspire to convince us that God doesn't love us or care about us. 
Especially when we suffer affliction, are filled with fear and doubt, or cannot see God at work in our lives or responding to our prayers. Grasping or understanding the depths of God's love for us requires Holy Spirit power. And when we know, when we grasp, when we understand the love of Christ, It detonates that Holy Spirit power in us. You see, only God could make an equation like that work. And when we know, grasp, or understand the love of Christ, Paul says in the last part of verse 19, we will be filled with all the fullness of God. The last key word of Paul's staircase petition is fullness Now, this is the pinnacle of his prayer as well as the Christian experience. Listen to how the Amplified Version describes Paul's powerful petition for God of fullness. He says, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. Spiritual dynamos, Holy Spirit power has been detonated. His power, his dynamite enables you to know that you know that you know that you know the love of God for you. This knowledge of God's love fills you with all, did you see that word? All the fullness of God so that you can have the richest experience of his presence completely filled and flooded with God himself. You know, it just doesn't get any better than that. Holy Spirit power strengthening you, affirming Christ's love for you, and filling you with all the fullness of God. That has to be our second truth. Holy Spirit power strengthens us, affirms God's love for us, and fills us with all the fullness of God himself. In which circumstances do you need the Holy Spirit's strength right now? How fully do you grasp Christ's love for you? And what is standing between you and a personal experience of his love? What will you do differently to be filled and flooded with God himself? Paul's prayer staircase has given us the path to ascending to this lofty goal, strength, love, knowledge, and fullness. This is the Holy Spirit's path to God-fullness. We need his leading, his guidance, and his dynamite power to walk in it. We need Holy Spirit power to strengthen us by the indwelling of Christ, spiritually energizing us to live as spiritual dynamos. We need Holy Spirit power to root us and ground us in his love. We need Holy Spirit power to enable us to know that which is beyond regular human knowledge. Christ's love in all of its dimensions, breadth and length and height and depth. And we need Holy Spirit power 
to fill us with all the fullness of God. I mean, I can hardly take it in. This side of eternity, you and I should never stop hungering and thirsting for our souls to be completely filled and flooded with God himself. This is how we will live for all of eternity. I mean, shouldn't we practice now? Humbly bow before the Father and pray Paul's powerful petitions. Let the Holy Spirit's power strengthen you, affirm Christ's love for you, and fill you with all the fullness of God. Then, my friends, powerful praise will erupt from the very depths of your soul. This is what happened to Paul. He closes his powerful prayer, moved to powerful praise. That's our third division, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 through 21. Verse 20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. Paul's. Powerful petitions are worthless unless they are heard and acted upon by a powerful God. So he offers them to the one who is able. This is a necessary attribute of God for the praying saint. The word used for able in the New Testament essentially means to have power. The Greek word is dunamai a verb form of dunamis. To say God is able to do something means he has the power to do it. It is a concept related to his omnipotence. God is able. There is no deficiency in his power. None. The Amplified Version of verse 20 expands on God's dynamite power to respond to our every prayer. It says, now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work with us. Because God is able Our prayers can be big and bold. Because Holy Spirit power is at work in us, we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence, expecting his superabundant answers to all our prayers. Answers that go infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, and dreams. You see, the love of Christ detonates Holy Spirit power in believers. And that power enables us to pray big prayers, trusting in a big God, the God who is able. This truth should buckle our knees and move us to bow before the Father in prayer for our own specific needs. Now, it is easy to deflect from your own needs and pray for everyone else around us. I've been around women long enough to know that we're really good at that. We deflect, I'm going to pray for my cousin's friend in China. But what do you need? We need to pray for ourselves. This is 
how we see our own sin. It's how we see our own desperate need for God. But when we pray specific prayers for specific personal needs, we see God's specific answers to our request. And this moves us to glorify the God who is able. We stand in awe and say with Paul, verse 21, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. So our third truth is that Holy Spirit power fills our mouths with praise to the God who is able. What do you need from God in your current struggle? What do you need from God to minister to someone else in a difficult circumstance? And how could you offer a sacrifice of praise while you watch and wait for God to answer your prayers? Ask God to specifically provide for your specific need. Pray big. Pray boldly. Trust the God who is able and pray beyond that which you could ask or imagine. As old St. Andrew Murray says, faith expects from God what is beyond all expectations. And as you watch and wait for God to answer your prayers, praise him as the God who is able. When he answers your prayers, praise him as the God who is able. Spiritual dynamos have Holy Spirit power. And his power fills our mouths with praise to the God who is able. Have you ever witnessed the explosive power of the Holy Spirit? Have you experienced it yourself? Some of you are feeling powerless, weak, unloved, unheard, or empty. Because life on this sin-infected earth, it's hard. Some of you are believing the lies that Satan whispers in the ears of God's beloved children. Lies that say that God doesn't hear your prayer. God doesn't care about your needs. And Satan's biggest lie, that God doesn't love you. The truth, my friends, is that he lives in every believer That is the truth that God specifically tells us in his word, which is truth through Jesus Christ, who is the truth. You and I are filled with Holy Spirit power, a power waiting to be detonated. Author Letty Cowman encourages us to push the detonator. She writes, it is your heavenly privilege to trust all your needs to his glorious riches and to forget your needs in the presence of his riches. In his great love, he has thrown open to you his exhaustive treasury. Go in and draw upon him in childlike faith. That dear and beloved ones, is how you become a spiritual dynamo. 
Humbly bow before the Father. Petition him for the spiritually energizing strength of his indwelling Holy Spirit. Ask him for a rooted, grounded, abiding love. For a sure knowledge of the multi-dimensional love of Christ for you. And for the flooding and filling of the Godfulness that is yours as a beloved child of the King. Trust in the God who is able to do super abundantly more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. Watch and wait as the love of Christ detonates Holy Spirit power in you. Then, spiritual dynamo, love and serve the living God until that glorious day when you join the church triumphant in heaven. Would you pray with me? Oh, Father God, you truly are the one who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Right now, I specifically pray for these women to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom. Give them insight into your purposes and understanding of spiritual things found in your word. Holy Spirit, inform their prayers that they might make powerful petitions to you, our powerful prayer-hearing, prayer-answering God. Remind them that out of your fullness, the superabundance of your grace and truth, we have already received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. May we stand in awe, holy God, lost in wonder, love, and praise. This I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who loved us so much that he died for us, continues to love us by his indwelling presence, and will love us forever and ever and ever. Amen.